Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I am your host, as always, Roy Turner. Man, we got a great show for you. We're doing something special this week. We're actually coming to you live from the South Fork Ranch uh, here right outside of Dallas, Texas in Parker. Uh, and you guys, of course, will know that South Fork Ranch, of course, is where they shot the show Dallas. And that's with good reason because we have Lucy Ewing herself, Charlene Tilton, uh, as well as Chet Garner, um, who is on the, of course, the Day Tripper, uh, has a great show there. Uh, and the reason why is because, hey, man, we're at the Texas uh, Impact Awards, the TXMPA. That's the, for the Texas Film Commission. This is their third annual event, and it's the biggest event of the year for them. And um, it's a great charity event to bring and raise awareness to all the great filmmaking uh, that is being uh, going down here in Texas. Um, kind of spearheaded by Mindy Raymond Benson, which all of our listeners know who we've already had on the show, and a uh, great friend of ours. And uh, she, of course, is part of the Texas Film Commission and, of course, TXMPA. And, uh, you know, arguing at the legislative level um, for the rights of filmmakers. So she's a, a great person in a, in a very important uh, work that she's doing for uh, for all filmmakers and creatives in, uh, in the state of Texas. And uh, also, if you remember, uh, go to our uh, YouTube channel, Tricky Kid TV. You actually can see the studio uh, that she is spearheaded along with John Robeson um, called New Republic Studios. It's right outside of Austin, Texas in a town called Elgin. And we went down there, and she gave us the the full court press, man, the the full uh, tour. It's a great, great venue. Um, it's right outside, I said, of Austin, so it's far enough where you can actually can blow shit up. So uh, it's a cool place. So go to our YouTube channel, and you'll be able to see all that for yourself. But uh, hey, man, we're excited to be down here at South Fork Ranch uh, again for the Texas uh, Impact Awards. That's TXMPA. Uh, and to learn more, go to uh, TXMPA.com. And again, we got Charlene Tilton. Uh, we've got Lucy Ewing herself right here at South Fork Ranch, uh, host, uh, your host, Chet Garner, the day tripper, uh, and many, many more in the house. we got Ashley and Andy from Flipper Flop Fort Worth. Uh, so stick around. This is going to be a great show. Okay, so joining us now, uh, receiving a film award tonight for Never Going Back, uh, is Liz Cardenas. Liz, welcome to Tricky Kid Radio. Thank you so much for having me. So, I wanted to... Okay, three, two, one. So, yeah, accepting a film award tonight, joining us from Never Going Back, is Liz Cardenas. Liz, welcome to Tricky Kid Radio. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so, tell us about Never Going Back. Um, it is a comedy about two uh, best friends that are high school dropouts and they've got each other's backs and it's kind of like their adventure and um, overcoming a certain obstacles in a humorous way um, with a goal of just going to the beach. They literally are trying to make ends meet in life. Um, they live with a brother and friends and have a kind of a difficult life and so they're looking for some fun and they deserve like this, yeah. this trip to the beach that they've been planning and obviously things don't go as planned, <laughs> um, hijinks ensues, and uh, and it's just a kind of like a fun romp, okay. I guess you'd okay. say, um, that's, uh, it's kind of been referred to as like a teen stoner comedy, uh, but, I love them. Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. With, but with uh, female, female young protagonists, which is kind of cool. So, I saw this movie. Oh, you did? At the, okay, help me out, okay. at the Oak Cliff Film Festival? Yes, right? yes. Okay. 
Uh, and I howled for the whole oh, day. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the award that they're receiving tonight yes. is? The Impact Award for Independent Film. Okay. Uh, and, you're, uh, and you're... I'm the pro- I'm a producer on okay. it, okay. and I also have a small acting role in it. So I'm an actress and a filmmaker. So what role did you have? In the, in the- I was the trashy neighbor. Oh, my God. You were the trashy neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Are so badass. They are. They it's really so are. It's a very um, kind of crazy story, but I also find it very interesting, and it was a wonderful experience when everything's said and done. Um, we shot Never Going Back, a feature film, first, okay. and we're not happy with it. And I was at, I was um, a, I was a producer on that as well. And now, when you say not happy with it, what, what were you happy with? It it had so much potential. But it wasn't the film that, that she wanted. Right. And um, we felt like there was so much potential to make it better. Okay. And so I know she was ha- having kind of a tough time. It's like, Carl, like, what should we do? And uh, her husband was filming a movie in New Zealand. And so she was there during that process. And that's when she was editing the film. Okay. And that's when we kind of were having these discussions. And so she ended up cutting it down to a short film. Okay. okay. And the short film was called Minor Setback. Okay. And it premiered at South By. Oh, okay. And it was during this process, oh, or during Minor this time. Minor Setback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, seriously. Um, that her husband's producing partners, uh, Toby Halbrooks and James Johnston, um, they make up a sailor bear and they're local here in, in Dallas Fort Worth um, they had come to us and said we really think there's something here why don't you reshoot it and obviously we're like really like we can do that like we scraped together money to make the first one it was completely low budget it was really tough and they were like we'll help you and so they had a you know a, a, a track record they are definitely like kind of higher up than we are Toby Halbrooks and uh, James Johnston and uh, and so then they ended up producing the second version of Never Going Back with myself and helped elevate the project. And so we were able to like have casting like out of Los Angeles. We did contact the, the, the two girls that were in the original movie because we wanted to give them an opportunity. Um, one was no longer acting and the other one was working on another project. So it, it worked out perfectly. That, and then when we did the casting, we found Maya Mitchell and Cami Marone and they were amazing. Um, and and, and we, we literally like redid the whole film. Reshot the whole film. Augustine spent a year like doing rewrites on the script. The script is so much better than the first one. Um, Toby really helped her. I was li- reading um, all the different revisions and giving notes. And so we just got it to be it, it was in a much better place to film it. We had, you know, a different DP, you know, d- d- different team of people and it just, it really like helped make the film better. And it was a it was a complete lesson, I guess, for both Augustine and myself to, to do something, feel like it wasn't successful you know like they talk about a failure really isn't a failure if you learn from it and so we redid it and it's so much the film is so much better and it wouldn't it wouldn't have premiered at Sundance it wouldn't have been picked up by A24 had we not done that so it's been a real um, a real good example of perseverance listening to your gut uh, knowing that obstacles are something to overcome, and and we're really proud of the film. You are so it had a, a theatrical release in August okay. in okay. you know like b- major cities and more art house you know right. um, venues, um, and now it's coming out October 30th on DVD, okay. and then it'll be on like all platforms like you know like the online and digital platforms. Okay. It's currently on Amazon okay. streaming. Okay. 
Okay. Um, it, it definitely A24 is, is has the rights to it worldwide, and okay. so it'll do, A24 will do its distribution kind so, of for it. So it it will be it will be someplace that you know. And it's not entirely out of the question for this movie to have a sequel because the way that it did has that been talked about? Well, um, we've talked about the fact that we could see the girls in like as like a series oh. um, you know like that would and I don't know if Augustine necessarily wants to do that this the actual film is based on her experiences as a youth I mean that's oh, that's wow. literally her story okay. yeah. so you know it. she might be done with it I guess you could say but I have had a lot of people make comments about sequels or se- like god I would love to watch these girls in a series they are I know they know each other before. No. I know. The chemistry is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Um, so just the fact that people make those comments uh, make us feel really good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank Liz, you. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Where, where can they find Never Going Back and you on the interwebs? Okay. So um, Never Going Back, it's NGB um, movie is the like the handle. Um, but you can just Google Never Going Back we'll movie. And, yeah. and then my... I'm Lizzie in films on like Instagram and Twitter and online. I'm gonna find you. We're gonna sit down and do a full link interview. Okay, that'd be great. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Nice meeting you too. Hey folks, this is Brian O'Halloran. You might know me from such iconic classic films as Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Vulgar. Anyway, you're listening to Tricky Kid Radio. Hi, this is Marilyn Gigliotti. Most people know me as Veronica from Clerks. It ain't 37. Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. Hey everybody, this is actor and musician Scott Schiaffo, best known from the Kevin Smith films Clerks and Vulgar. You are listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. Of uh, Texas MPA, the Texas Motion Picture Alliance, is Paul Jensen. Paul, welcome to Tricky Kid Radio. Thank you so much. It's great to talk to you. So this is a big night. It's a huge night. This is a big, big night. This is the biggest night of the year for you guys, right? It's our signature event, uh, so it's kind of the culmination of a lot of work uh, going into this, and we're very excited. Uh, outstanding. Well, we couldn't pick a better place, right, with South Fork Ranch. 40th anniversary? I mean, you got to be kidding. It's, it's ideal. It's the essence of Texas television history right yeah. here, so it's great. So, in, in a sense, it's like the, the TV gods are kind of smiling upon us right now. I'm certainly right? hoping so. What are, what are your memories of watching Dallas's kid? Oh, gosh. I mean, who shot that JR? You know, I mean, uh, you know, I was I was a little younger, so I had to sneak uh, sneak some time watching Dallas. But uh, it's just such a rich part of our heritage, you know. And I, you know what I remember about it is the entire country was captured by this show, you know. And and that feeling, uh, experiencing that type of community based on one show and one narrative is really quite amazing. Yeah. And in my lifetime, that's only happened. You know, several times. You know, and and Dallas is one of them. Well, yeah, but also, no, everybody remembers. I was at sea in 1980. I was only six years old, and I have clear memories of this. I remember there was even like Jr. My dad drank Jr. beer. I remember the Jr. beer for yeah. sure. And I remember, gosh, like it was everybody on the edge of their seat. Now, in the world we live in now, we were, I was talking with my wife about this. How there's not a lot of show as event. Uh, like back then because of convenience you know Charlie Brown was only on once a year and when it, and if you missed it you had to wait a year now right. you just fire up the, uh, the DVR or whatever right in your lifetime will we ever see anything like Who Shot JR? 
Well, that's interesting. You know, our our business has changed significantly since then, uh, and it's it's much more diversified. But I think uh, I think there will always be the draw of live event programming, um, and you can kind of see that. I mean, the Super Bowl is always going to be the Super Bowl, you know, and American Idol is always going to be American Idol, you know. So those type of events will always exist. Uh, but obviously, the consumer is spoken, and they like to consume their entertainment in different ways, and that's okay too, because there's plenty of room for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you talk about the urgency of something like American Idol Worshipful, that's a good point. Uh, what what programming are you currently captivated by or something that you would like to be a part of and produce here in Texas that could be similar to that same urgency? Oh, uh, that's great. Uh, it's a great question. Um, but look, at, at TXMPA, the thing that troubles me is when we see very Texas stories that are filmed elsewhere outside of Texas. You know, and those are the things that hurt. You know, you look at a movie like Hell or High Water, which was such a such a complex but rich emotional story and then uh, it breaks my heart a little bit to hear that it was shot in New Mexico you know Uh, the appropriation is uh, so again I mean I'm always attracted to anything that has a strong sense of character uh, any narrative that really uh, inspires you to empathize with with those characters and there's plenty of examples and there's plenty of great Texas examples you know right down to Texas uh, Dallas with JR yeah right 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 Uh, so Let's just say hypothetically, if I were to shoot something here in Texas, for the because we have a lot of independent filmmakers out there listening to us, uh, what? How do they get involved with that? What is the what is the incentive? What is the motivation? And how does that work? Here inside Texas, is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, well, well, look, I mean, I think. I think Texas is a unique place, right? We're the Lone Star State, yeah. uh, and we're the Lone Star State on purpose. And I think. Um, I think there's a lot of resources and support available for any filmmaker here in Texas. You know, TXMPA is obviously one of many organizations here to support industry professionals, but the governor's, the governor's office has the Texas Film Commission. You know, each of our local regional communities has a film commission, which is an incredible resource. You know, there's great educational opportunities across the state, whether it's at Texas A&M or yeah. UT or, you know, all these great places where a filmmaker can really understand and learn and practice his craft or her craft. And so let's say that, that once they've done that and they've created something, they would contact you guys and how does that collaboration work? Yeah, so TXMPA uh, is an organization that supports the industry professionals, and specifically, we work uh, we work with legislators across the state to promote a, a solid and, and consistent environment for the industry. Uh, in addition to that, we provide a network opportunity. So a filmmaker in El Paso who's looking to meet other filmmakers uh, can meet them through TXMPA. I got you. Okay, so 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 it's a great networking opportunity. Absolutely. Now, one of the hardest things uh, is about is, is funding. Uh, getting, getting the that's capital. the great question, isn't it? Yeah. How do you get the money for it? How do you get the money to do it? Does what what, what assistance programs does does, does your commission uh, hold for those people? Uh, I wish I had more. Uh, my first suggestion would they have a rich uncle. Uh, that's the best. That's the best option. Yeah, yeah. But in lieu of that. Uh, you know, I wouldn't focus too much on the financial aspect. I'd focus on the story. I'd focus on what you're selling, you know, and the product that you have. Understanding the marketplace and understanding what audiences is going to be uh, interested in that, and then getting into the right people that can make that happen. Okay, hold on. And so, 
Now, is there anything that the Alliance favors, like uh, documentaries over... We are completely egalitarian when it comes... <laughs> uh, look, I mean, we represent uh, the 30-second commercial or the 7-minute digital clip or, you know, a TV show or a documentary or a narrative film or a video game. It doesn't matter. I mean, but these are all great... Uh, entertainment content providers that are working here in the state of Texas. And we just want to provide a great opportunity for the state to provide a stable and you know competitive environment to make that happen. Because when we look at hell or high water go to New Mexico, that's a loss on the state of Texas. You know, that's an economic impact that we could have here in the state of Texas that's that that we've lost. And how can they find out more for, for our listeners? Well, you can always go to txmpa.org, and we've got great information about our organization and about what we do and how we support filmmakers across the state of Texas. Outstanding. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. I really appreciate it. Anything else that we, we can plug here? Where can they find you on the interweb? Uh, you can find me on txmpa.org. My, picture, my shiny pictures are there. So thanks. All right, we'll go take a break here just for one second here. I wanted to tell you the live entertainment here tonight has been fantastic. Uh, there's this great indie uh, female duo uh, named Danny and Chris. They're here from Texas, and they're outstanding. They've been playing all my favorite songs tonight, but I wanted to play one of their own songs. Uh, they have an album called Mountain Sounds that uh, I have not been able to stop listening ever since I got a hold of it, and I want to play you a song called Brand New Boyfriend. Uh, again, Danny and Chris, check them out. Uh, and this is, again, this is Brand New Boyfriend of the album Mountain Sounds, uh, and we'll be right back uh, with more from the, uh, the TXMPA Impact Awards here from the South Fork Ranch. <laughs>
great track there. Danny and Chris, check them out. Subscribe to their, to their YouTube channel. It's, I believe it's just Danny and Chris if you type that in. And, of course, they're all over the interwebs. And it's make sure you're spelling it right, though. It's D-A-N-N-I, and then it's Chris with a K. So D-A-N-N-I and K-R-I-S. Um, great duo, man. And they're just killing it up here right now. So, um if you're unable to be with us down here tonight, uh, that way you actually can, can check them out for yourself and uh, look for their listings. Um, they're fantastic. Uh, and Okay, so now we got more coming from the, uh, the TXMPA 3rd Annual Impact Awards. Joining us now is the day tripper himself, <laughs> Chet Garner. Chet, good to see you again. Welcome to Tricky Kid Radio. Absolutely. Glad to be here, man. Glad to be here. So for those who doesn't know about day tripper, but for those that don't, tell me a little bit about that. All right. Yeah, so uh, if you love Texas, this is the show for you because we are a Texas travel show. We take one-day adventures all over the state of Texas and show people what they can eat, see, or do if they happen to be in some random town. I mean, a lot of towns people haven't even heard of. Right. And we make a 30-minute show kind of highlighting the underdog of tourism, you know, showing yeah. people that the best adventures... I love that. Yeah, yeah are, the best adventures are... They're, they're just right outside your back door. Right, you just right. don't know about them. So we go flip over rocks and find the fun in any town kind of well, thing. Well, yeah. cool about that, too, is that, you, know, you have your usual suspects of what, you know, when, when people have their list of, like, where they want to go, you want to cover something... That yeah. Gives them, you may want to have a new hot mic. Oh, no, for all a good. Yeah. I, I didn't no, no worries. You know, hey, if I were making video and stuff, yeah, this would drive us crazy. Well, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you're doing good. <laughs> yeah, you're doing great, man. You know, like maybe, maybe uh, you know, whatever, Jackson Hole, Texas isn't on anybody's. Yeah. Oh, man. But, but now you make it on their list. We, we, that's what we want to do. So, I jokingly say we make a TV show that hopefully inspires people to watch less TV. Because we want, we want them to see it and go like, I never knew that was there. Kids, get in the car. We're going. And, you know, uh, so literally, these are towns that sometimes even the locals don't know what's in their own town. They're like, I've lived there 50 years. I didn't know that was there. Uh, just to give you an example, we found a nuclear missile silo that you can go scuba diving in in Abilene. And most people are like, what? Yeah, right, right. It's an underground nuclear missile silo. Sure enough, you can scuba dive in it. Uh, th that's just it. You know, that's the fun of making this show. I find out about new stuff all the time. I've already been doing this for 10 years, but, like, I, I discover new stuff. Every every week, I get tips from viewers of stuff I didn't, I didn't know existed. Yeah. How does the excavation kind of work with that? And, like, obviously you're doing yeah. your own. I do a lot of research on my own, okay. and uh, gosh, I mean, the internet is, is glorious for finding stuff, but still, it's not comprehensive when it comes to small towns, so a lot of times I still got to get in the car and I got to drive the back roads, and then a lot of viewer tips, yeah, I get emails, social media, all the time saying, hey, I just ate the best chicken fried steak I ever had in my life, man, you got to go, and I'll look into it, and if it, if, it, if it looks like it measures up, I'll do a scouting trip. And then if it's good enough, as if, it, if it's as good as he said, I'll load the camera and the crew in the car and we'll go see it. So how do you prioritize? Because is there ever time where you're hurting for content or is there, you have too much content? I've got too much content. Okay. That's, the, that's the place I am. And I assume that's the place I'll be for the next 75 years in, tex, in Texas. That, that's the right? city of Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. So how do you <laughs> right. prioritize? So every season I get to make 13 episodes. Uh, I just, you know, I literally put a map in front of me and start saying, well, that good barbecue joint is there. I'm going to go there. 
you know, I got to have a couple episodes on the coast, a couple in the panhandle, a couple in the hill country. I got to mix it up geographically. I, I can't eat barbecue every episode, you know, as much as I would love to do it. Yeah, people are like, man, you're eating too much barbecue. Come on. Yeah, right. So we just, we try to make every season sort of geographically diverse, food diverse, activity diverse, so that I'm not, you know, uh, mountain biking in every episode. So it's kind of, it's that's one of my favorite parts, like kind of masterminding 13 to where they kind of stand together, but then are very different as well. Okay. Yeah. So where can they see the show? How can they So uh, it de- depends on where they live. Best The best thing on PBS is just always check your local listings, but it's on PBS. Uh, it airs here in Dallas twice a week. Uh, you know, down in Austin four times a week, San Antonio probably three. Okay. It just depends on where they live. Uh, we're on in 47 states, so even your out-of-state listeners, that we're probably on their station. Okay. It might be at 3 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> but we're probably on there. But you're, you're still on there. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. Chad, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Is uh, Jacob Laughlin. Uh, he is from the show The Sun. Jacob, welcome to Tricky Kid Radio. Thank you. Nice to be here. So how how did this get started, man? How did you get the role? Uh, well, I've been acting for about six years, and it actually came as an offer uh, across. And I read the script, and I think I got three three of the first scripts. And once I read the second one, I knew I couldn't put it down, and there was no way to say no to it. So oh, yeah, right, it was right, right. it was just one of those things, you know, that was too good to pass up. So we went and here we are with the second season and I hope it's just as good way better than the first actually well you know I've, I have seen I have not seen the second season yet I, saw I the haven't first either season. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're and, and has, has, has season two hasn't come out yet yeah right right we're still waiting on it so um, what were some of the challenges that you faced because this is an interesting show it's a very interesting show uh, most of the challenging I'm sorry most of the challenges were either weather or live animals <laughs> working with horses or mother nature are always our challenges you know shooting on, on location but uh, it is no it is though that's the great part is you can't you, you can't uh, you can't fake it you can't make this anywhere you can't make that Texas sky in LA you just can't do it um, no matter how no matter how hard yes sir and uh, and that's one thing that made this show, you know, it, it is a character in itself, just yeah, the landscape. It's so the show, yeah. it is, it is. It takes the, it steals the show. Um, so yeah, it, you know, that, we didn't have a whole lot of challenges, but the weather definitely. Well, now, now talk about this for a second. Now, how old are you? Twenty-two. So you weren't even alive when Dallas no. the TV show even ended. I wasn't. But do you have any history with your family? And have you, My seen? dad is a diehard Dallas fan. Okay. Um, I wish he could have came today, actually. He had to work and he didn't get to, but... Uh, yeah, this is, this would have been really cool for him to see the house and stuff. I got to see some of the remake, of, you know, that they did a couple years ago of Dallas. And, well, it wasn't a remake. wasn't a remake. I'm sorry. Remake. Okay. Uh, my bad. Um, anyway, we started watching that, and, and, you know, my dad started, and he goes, I can't can't watch it, son. It's just not it's not Dallas. It's not J.R. Hewing. So I just, uh, you know, I've never really gotten into it, but it's awesome to be in this place and see what it was and see the, you know, see the magic behind it. It is. And a lot of influence. Talk to me a little bit about the importance of, like, where in Texas are you from? I'm actually from Arkansas. Oh, oh so, yeah. okay. And what, what part of Arkansas? Uh, I'm from a small town called Gravely. Okay, I'm from Little Rock. So no I'm way. Okay, Gravely, okay, Arkansas. yeah. And we moved here when I was about 13. Okay. And I, I attended some Arkansas in your accent. Yes, sir. So, uh, so what, what, when did you come to Texas? 
Uh, I'm actually I actually still live in Arkansas. Okay. Um, I just I come out here to work. I've, consecutively, I've probably lived here for a year now. You know, or on and off with working on the shows and different things and just coming to stuff like this. But Texas really is like my second home. I love it. Just as, you know, it's like Arkansas to me. It, it's the people are great. The the weather and the, the place. It's just it's so close to home to me. So. Well, where can they find you on the interwebs? Oh. Uh, you know, I'm not. I don't have a great presence on the interwebs, just because where I live, I don't have phone service, so I never really, I never really do a lot on social media. But uh, yeah, absolutely, look for me on the sun, and uh, you know, I do have Instagram. It's just Jacob underscore Laughlin. Uh, so yeah, it's a yeah. Well, Jacob, thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure. Now we have the star of the hour, the woman of the evening, right here where it all started at South Fork Ranch. Lucy Ewing herself, Charlene Tilton. Charlene, oh, hi, welcome. sweetheart. Thank you. Welcome. You welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. What does it What does it mean for you to be to be back here? It always feels so wonderful to be back at South Fork. It really, genuinely is like my second home. I love coming back here. Isn't it? gorgeous for this evening this wonderful event tonight perfect i know south fork you can do any event uh, last time i was here i'm not kidding you it was a, a, a wrestling event and i had never been to a wrestling event there was a wrestling ring here you would it looked completely different and all these wrestlers it was fabulous well i'll let you in on something i was here for that event because oh. i work with jerry boston oh because you look familiar i'm like i know i've seen you that's exactly where i saw you i'm the announcer yes uh, i'm like i know i know you okay <laughs> and i'm so out of context no okay work, great no that's so fun i wear a lot of different yes hats, i can so. see okay so i do my serious xm radio show that's I awesome call the action for wrestling and okay so, uh, now you've never been around wrestling before. Never. So how funny was it that you came back to South Fork Ranch to be part of it? What, what, what were your thoughts about it? I had the best time. Wasn't yeah. it a great event? We had, we had so much. It was, a, it was amazing. Yeah. The wrestlers were lovely. It was great. And the fans were hysterical. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fabulous. What, what, what uh, wrestlers do you remember meeting? Uh, do you remember anything about Oh, them? yeah, yeah. Oh, what's... Um, Oh, what was his name? He had the long hair. God, I, and I did the video. Oh, oh, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. I loved him. And he had the... I think I, think I know who you're talking about. Who? Uh, to my, my, my Jim Morrison. No, no. Donnie Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> he had the long hair and we did the video. And he was... That was Donnie Nitro. No. And he... Remember his wife, Tia uh, Valkyrie, was there? I do remember them, but that's not who I'm talking about. But anyway, it was great. Okay. Yeah, good. We'll move on. <laughs> I was going to start to start making up names. Yeah. You know. um, when you look back on on Dallas, isn't it such an amazing thing of, of how well it has held up and, and stood the test of time? It's such a beloved thing that will always be a beloved thing. Thank you. When you think about that and your association with it, what is like the knee jerk memory? Not you know, not not the memory that maybe people might think that you might have, but just when you think of your time in Dallas, what do you think of? I actually think of the fun times that we had as a cast and, and crew together. Um, just, just the fun shenanigans and just the fun times that we had. You know, we all became a family. The, the Texas crew, the L.A. crew, the cast. Um, you know, it was a long time. We went through marriages, divorces, births, deaths. We, we just we, we spent a lot of time together. We're very, very close. So. 
Well, it's also one of the longest running shows, and it's also interesting because it didn't start from like 80, like your 13 years wasn't like 85 to two, like to like 98. You went through three different decades. You were in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, right. The 80s and 90s. Right, that that's a good point. Very unique. You're right. Oh. So, it's, and in fact, from, from my research, my understanding, it's really the only one that's ever has spanned three, three decades besides The Simpsons, but that's obviously an animation. Right, right, right. I never thought of it that way. Wow, that's okay. interesting. So, I don't know why that's interesting, but it is. It's interesting. Oh, no, it is interesting because that means you've seen so many. You caught the end of the seventies. Yeah, you were there for a presence in all the eighties. And it's, looking back, isn't it weird to think that people were still watching Dallas in the early nineties? Yeah, is a bad right, thing, right, right. Something you really. I think we're mainly we're mainly associated with the eighties, though. I, I mean, we are. We're associated right. with the eighties. Yeah, uh, but, and we represented the eighties and the political climate. The uh, what was going on and the excess, the money, the opulence. Yeah. What, what was, uh, tell me a storyline that never made it to TV that you had or privy to that you were kind of rooting for that never made it. There wasn't any, to be honest. Uh, the writers came up with great stuff. So yeah, there wasn't like, you know, anything that, but was there ever like when you were reading the script and like were you ever thinking like oh my gosh I was kind of hoping no no it was are you kidding I got to do the greatest things yeah I mean yeah yeah, no there was nothing I wanted to do they Lucy got to do a lot so for sure what do you think was the most challenging part for you well it was challenging but at the same time wonderful where I was so young when I started the show that but they allowed Lucy to grow up as the show went on and which was very which was great so yeah so when you it's like when you watch you it's almost like watching like time release yes. yeah. photography yeah know? it is yeah yeah exactly you know? and you, you look the same Charlene <laughs> well I don't know about that but you get recognized a lot though right yeah I mean I, of course I get recognized but yeah but I just mean like I mean like I didn't when you walked when I when you came in for the wrestling event yeah yeah it wasn't like I was kind of like oh who's Who's the nice lady? I was like, there's. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Uh, So, what is your life like today? What's going on besides being involved in wrestling events? What's going on with you right now? Um, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. My daughter and her husband and baby are there. And and I just love living in Nashville. I'm writing my book and I'm working a lot. So, it's great. Yeah. When when can they they expect to see the book? Within a year. Within a year. Awesome. You're getting close then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because I remember last time that we talked, I think it was maybe more than a year. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, yeah, we're getting close. Getting closer. Yeah. Uh, and in, and where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, let's see. Well, I'm horrible at social media. I have to get better. Um, I don't know. I have a Facebook fan page. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Charlene sure they want to find you. Twitter. Okay. Instagram. Twitter? Okay. So just type so, in Charlene Tilton yep. and they'll find it. They'll find me. Uh, last question. When you come back to Texas for events like this or any time that you're, you're coming back to Texas, who do you see? Who's the first person that you call? Who do you try to catch up with? Well, it depends. Like, if the cast is here, I'll get with the cast, if, you know, whatever. So, but, um, I mean, I have friends and we'll see different people, but... I always end up back at South Fork. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, is, it's like a, it's like a magnet, yeah, right? which is great. You. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, Charlene, listen, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. It was really great to see you. Again. You too, my darling. God bless. Thank you so much. Thank. You. 
Uh, yeah, you know, we, we filmed about 10 different groups and different communities. Houston's one of the most diverse cities in the whole country, so we tried to capture that. And um, at the end of the film, there's a web link, and we include some of the different volunteer and renovation crews. Um, some of the different people that were making such a big difference after Hurricane Harvey are still looking for volunteers, whether they're based in Houston or they're nationwide relief organizations. Um, but, you know, we, we include the links to all of their organizations. I mean, honestly, it's so inspiring just seeing all the people. I mean, these groups, these organizations, they gave up everything. They, they're spending all their salaries just because they feel called to, to help and they've quit their jobs they you know there's this one group uh, operation barbecue and anytime there's a hurricane or a storm they pull out their smokers and they travel anywhere in the world or and they feed hundreds of thousands of people within a few days and they're just this traveling group or there's a, a wedding planner in houston who uh just on a whim decided i need to start a recovery effort and within a day she had mobilized hundreds if not thousands of people to uh, do these uh, complete renovations they they just removed all of the debris yeah so again so if somebody wants to get involved please tell them how they can how they can find you guys and how they can find Harley's Heroes and support the effort well, we're sculpting the time, and we self-release the film on our website and different social media platforms. At the end of the film, there's a link that includes um, some of the information about different organizations and relief efforts that you can still be a part of or learn more about. So yeah, on sculptingwithtime.com, our website, uh, you can have access to all the information. There's a portal for uh, Hurricane Harvey. Uh, you just click on that link, and there's more information there. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alex and Whitney Douglas. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Great work, guys. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. <laughs>
Favorite porn Puerto Rican princess, and you're listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. <laughs> oh yeah! Again, thanks to Lexi uh, Rodriguez. Uh, man, she's going to take over the world. Man, she is so talented and so awesome. We got to see the the number that you heard us talking about there. Uh, if you go see the show again, go to blackheartburlesque.com um, and you can find your tickets. Again, they're, they're touring throughout the entire rest of the year. They already got dates booked in 2019. Check out that show; it's a good good time. Um, I now wanted to take a quick break again, just for a second before we we move on with uh, with Missy uh, Suicide, who of course is the founder of Suicide Girls. To uh, Tricky Kid, I'm uh, sorry, go to iTunes and type in Tricky Kid Radio Podcast and click subscribe. It's free. You get shows just like this each and every single Thursday, absolutely free. And if you subscribe again, and the first five people uh, that do so uh, and send us something on social media that shows that you subscribed. Um, uh, you actually will get a one-year uh, free subscription to SuicideGirls.com. I mean, how cool is that, right? 
But definitely check out BlackHeartBurlesque.com. Get your tickets. And, of course, always check out SuicideGirls.com. We want to thank our other sponsors, uh, Bulletproof Coffee, um, as well as the Revolver Brewing Company. Uh, okay, uh, so uh, before we do that, I also wanted to tell you where we're going to be. Um, lots of stuff, stuff, great stuff coming up. Uh, but most uh, recently coming up, of course, we're going to have, of course, the big Halloween weekend. Um, if you're in, uh, if you're in Dallas, um, I encourage you to go down and check out the big show at Three Links. Uh, the, the probably the greatest cover band ever is a a, a uh, Cramps tribute band called the Gorehounds, and they do a big show the weekend uh, of Halloween, and they're playing on Saturday. Probably won't even go on until midnight, but that's kind of the Saturday where everybody, you know, where adults tend to celebrate Halloween. Uh, but the night before, man. Check out uh, this band Royal Sons. They used to be uh, called In Memory of Man, and now they've kind of reformed with a few of those same members and uh, and a whole new uh, a whole new bag. Uh, and again, they're called Royal Sons. They're having a, a release party for their debut album. Um, it's going to be at the W. E. Scott Theater in Fort Worth on Friday, October the twenty sixth. Um, you got special guests Atlantis Aquarius, Dead Vinyl, and the Cody and Cody Lynn Boyd. The whole thing's going to be emceed by Victor Trevino Jr. Just going to have aerialists, magicians, fire eaters, the whole nine. The build-up to this has been huge. Uh, so I'm actually going to play uh, the very first single from that record right now called Let It Burn. And then we'll be right back with uh, with Missy's Suicide. 